Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Yes, indeedy. Welcome, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I'm Michelle Mache, your host. If you're new to the program, those of you that are returning and tried and true, always great to connect with all of you. Um, if you're in the chat, uh, we've got a new chat layout. I must admit I'm not liking it. I do like seeing everybody's faces, um, however. So anyway, we'll see if it gets tweaked and adjusted by uh, Blog Talk Radio. If you are in the chat and you would like to just listen as a guest, that's great. If you want to interact or ask questions, you just need to set up a profile through Blog Talk Radio, and that's just um, – your name, email, and um, I believe some kind of picture or emoticon that you want to load up. Um, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Hello, everyone listening later in the archives, and I see we have a lot of callers in the queue, which is great. I'm going to be reading just till about 1230 because we have a special guest on today, Robert Wilkinson. May, many of you know of him. Uh, we'll be having our Awakening Dialogue Coming up, he always has a wealth of insight and information, um, a lot of good stuff coming in as well. So if you did want to call in, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. I also want to let everyone know I am doing a full moon uh, meditation, uh, inner work and clearing teleworkshop. You can find out more information by going to soulplayground.life and go to the events and happenings uh, section. Or you can find out more information at eventbrite.com. That's uh, where it's through. And it'll be this Saturday. You can be anywhere around the world because it's, it's a teleworkshop. And I'm really dialing into the uh, energies that are happening and specifically honing in on the full moon energies. It's a very powerful, you know, we've been sandwiched in between two wonderful Libra full moons. Uh, so there's a lot of shifting, a lot of change, so I'll be dialing into that, and uh, it'll be very powerful, so if you're interested in that, or you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com as well, which is good for all questions, email questions, comments, feedback, guest suggestions, and topic suggestions, you want to use that awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, Julia in the chat. Yes, it's a crazy new chat. Yes, yes. So I just want to touch in and um, thank uh, James for his question last week and his email response. And I love what he was saying. I understand why it's necessary to clear the physical and emotional body and even the, men- even the mental body in order for conscious clarity of communion with the higher self. 
in essence, it's like an onion with the physical body at the core and the higher levels on the outside. We're never truly separated out from source, perhaps maybe dumbed down. And by extension, we're truly not separated from everyone or everything around us. Yes. Uh, that's it. Physical matter is energy under judgment designed and created for our use in whatever patterns we wish to manifest. It's energy sculpted by intelligent design. Thank you, James, for that. Uh, beautiful. And uh, so true. And then also I wanted to touch on Mary uh, sent in an email question. Personal email questions are better if you call in uh, or if you schedule a personal appointment, which you can at info at soulplayground.life or just go to the website, soulplayground.life or soulplayground.com. But I did tune in a little bit, Mary, and shout out. She listens while she's working in a natural grocer store. I love it. So she's able to listen to the recordings. And uh, she says, any listeners that shop there come to say hi to me in produce. Yeah, Omaha, in Omaha, natural grocer store. So she says she usually doesn't ask questions because they're often synchronistically similar to other callers, and then she gets her answers. But on a deeper level, how do we learn to trust our decisions more? Aha, that's what all this shifting and changing is about. Moving on my awakening journey, I am within the shift from listening to my mind to being guided by my heart. There are so many things in both spaces my head and heart are drawn to. Yes, and that is the integration point where we're learning, all of us on various levels, myself included, are learning how to do this uh, better and better, right? And, you know, so that it's this seamless. Uh, esoterically, metaphysically, this is the soul alignment where the soul will, our personality is an aspect of the soul, but what's happening really is, allowing for more of a downloading, if you will, or more of a subsuming of the personality uh, into the soul so that the soul, the personality, the body, the mind is a full extension of the soul. And that's why the clearing of the woundings, coming into the truth, releasing the illusions, limitations, right? The delusions, those, those afflictions of, of fear, comparison, um, judgment, illusion, over-attachment. So being bonded to one another because we are all interconnected, right? So I would meditation, journaling and meditation. Also on my, you know, my soulplayground.life website, in the Soul Path tools, two tools that I use all the time, whether you just do the basic, which you can copy and paste, or the, the uh, five-step emotional clearing process you can get on uh, you can get on the site, actually. And then you get to hear, I, I do a whole talk about how the mind works and, and how to clear, you know. Also doing my high vibes workshop or liberate your life program, these things do this. But it's all about becoming our own inner guide, our own inner guru. But, we, but there are people like myself and there's many others that have created processes, systems, through our training, through our own inner work, through for me also working with the guides. And I use mine routinely. Projection, perception, that on my, in my soul path tools, the clearing process, emotional clearing process. Because not all, but a lot of our issues and problems stem from projection. So understanding what is projection and what is perception. 
it also requires meditation. It, we need to do these things when we are in an alpha-theta state, not in beta consciousness, because that's too much where the wounding is. It's too, you know, but the news, regular conversation or the news is in the beta level. No great insights that I've ever been aware of have come from that. But it is a part of us. It's a process, you know. But we want to, you want to learn how to expand out, extend out, or within, however you want to look at it. Rise, that's what the ascension is about. Into the most undiluted part of ourselves that we can, the most undiluted and strongest connection to source or source energies or the all that is God through our higher self, connecting more with our soul design. But I'm not going to lie, it takes, you could call it work or persistent effort, it takes continuous practice. So that's what I would suggest, to blend the head and the heart. And that's a lot of what we're all learning how to do is those information centers. The gut, the instinctual awareness, the heart connecting to the soul and the, and the brain. Okay? And mind is not the same as the brain. So the, the organs of the brain, the heart, and the gut, the, 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 the stomach and the intestines, do you have a place in processing and giving us information? Um, let's see. Robert, Bob is saying the talk you recommend, would you post the URL here, please, or post it? It's in the Soul Path Tools portion of um, soulplayground.com or soulplayground.life, Bob. So maybe you want to post the link or anyone else wants to post the link. But it's it's – it's right there. It's the five-step emotional clearing process. Um, and then, you know, once you do that, you could once you do that and start handling it, then you can move in. I've also got understanding the universal laws um, that in, in aligning to the law of magnetic attraction. A lot of people think, you know, that's a whole other topic. I'll do a whole other show on this. But we don't use the law of magnetic attraction. We align to it because we attract by vibration. So we can't lie from the universe. Whatever we're attracting, we have to be a vibrational match. So it just nor normally happens. You know, if I jump in the water, I'm going to get wet. You know, even with a wetsuit, I'm going to get my face or feet or hands are going to get wet. Um, unless, right? So it just happens. Um, you're welcome, Bob. So using those, and we are right now in a time of mirroring there's a great 1212 synthesis synthesizing. We are in a process right now, um, especially during this March and April, but it's going to go on for the next three months, but it's very highlighted or emphasized kind of like a, you know, putting your finger in the light socket or electrical socket. And a lot of it has to do with this, the, the Libra, Librarian energy, couple, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get all into that. But there is a lot of mirroring going on right now. And the theme I tuned in, for all of you that you may want to contemplate, is stepping out of your comfort zone. And adjustments are required. And also believe in the impossible. Now, here's the thing. It's so funny because the chat that we have now is very is wonky. It's just... I don't know. It's we it have some good plus points, but it's anyway. It, it, I don't. You don't feel as much the community right now. Anyway, BTR did some adjustments with the chat. They changed it. I'm sure they're going to adjust it or tweak it further. I find it interesting in my meditation this morning. The message was adjustments are required. 
So look at your life. A lot of us are in a place right now where we're making adjustments to to hone our spiritual gifts, to release limiting beliefs, to look at, you know, relating patterns, how we are in relationship, is it enough, what's the balance between us and someone else or something else. So there are a lot of adjustments being made right now, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, materially. It depends, or a combination for all. And it's causing an ascension or expansion more into the higher self to connect with our soul. So it is about stepping out of our comfort zone right now. That's the north node. It's stepping, releasing what's binding or what no longer serves or never served or was a lie or you've outgrown it or restrictions that you no longer need. But the idea is to believe in what you, you know, believe in what you want to believe. In other words, you may think something is impossible or that it can't happen, but as you're stretched out of your comfort zone, your ability to believe and to manifest and to rely on grace and strength which is our spiritual gifts that we're given to open up to that divine guidance happens more easily. Okay. So we're going this Julia. Thanks for putting it in the chat. All right. Let's get to callers. If I don't get you your call, I'm here next week, every Wednesday, nine, uh, nine o'clock. What am I saying? 12 PM Pacific time. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the first caller. Welcome. You're on air. You're on Awakenings with Michelle Shea. Hi, thank you welcome. for my call. You're welcome. And to whom am I speaking with? My name is Maribel. Hi, Maribel. What's your question? My question has to do with love and relationships. If Do you see anything coming up for me, like opportunities for a more, I guess, spiritual, in a sense, relationship? Spiritual, more conscious, Right. Yeah. Is what I'm getting. Yeah. You're wanting more consciousness. Now, that's kind of a thing interesting that a lot of people are going through right now. They want that depth, and that's the soul peeking through more. So I do, Maribel, I do feel so, um, feel summer months, maybe even August, September. Um, I do feel you're going to be in different somehow in a different environment. Yeah, there it is. There is there is a deeper partnership coming for you. You could meet them earlier, like maybe even in time of cancer, mm-hmm. uh, that June time period, maybe beginning of July. It feels to be maybe more of a, as you say in Spanish, compadre, you know, it seems to be a kindred spirit. A, mm-hmm. a, a good soul connection that seems to unfold rather slowly. I do see something outdoors. I don't know. It's like an outdoors an outing or picnic or something with a group. So I don't know if you go there with this individual or you meet there. Spirit is telling you to branch out because I do feel when you meet this individual, you almost feel tired like you're not going to want to go or the weather is Either it's too hot or too cold. There's something like you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going to do something else Sunday, so I'm not going to go, you know, or might not go. And then you end up going last minute, and it's quite a lovely connection. So, yes, you do have that coming up for you. All right, Maribel? Got it. Should I keep anything in mind when I meet them? Because I, I feel like I tend to be intense sometimes. 
And just like, be you. You know, one thing that I've learned, and I'm going to share, I'm not, is I learned, mm-hmm. and I was talking to a friend of mine, well, actually a couple clients, and then a friend of mine I shared this with, and I realized something. Whether friendship, relationship, even in my sessions, I tend to go over, and when I was doing my clinicals, my, my um, teachers and professors, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave somebody hanging in the middle of the process and say, oh, your time is up now. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I do that. It's just a balance. But even in dating or marriage, love relationships, you know, some people say you give too much. And what I've realized, that's me, and I like that. I like, I, when I show up in a relationship or in the past, even if it was a casual one or fleeting, I am fully there and present and in it. And what I've realized is allow, allow the universe to send you more and more people that align to that because it's quality. So if your intensity, I don't feel it's intense. I feel you're, you're real. You kind of, you look at people a certain way because you see in their eyes. I've got Pluto on my sun. There, you know, mm-hmm. and Mercury conjunct Uranus. That's why I'm a channeler. I've had this, I've had years ago people say to me, oh my God, when you're around Michelle, you're going to transform. This is before I was even, you know, on this part of a, you know, on a path helping people, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel for you, no, don't worry about it. Do not just be you. Just show up and do you. I feel you're going to feel a little more quiet around this individual, a little more sheepish. You're going to kind of wonder. But you are holding yourself back a little bit, and that's fine. That's your path and on your path and process right now. But for those of you that are like, oh, I give so much, just keep doing you and being you and just the, have the universe, just hold your space. That's one thing we're all learning is not to not only dumb ourselves down. Like I used to get people saying, oh, Michelle, in your workshop, you speak of these very advanced concepts, you know, advanced metaphysics, advanced people don't understand it. But then I had some good teachers and mentors around me, and they said they do get it on the subconscious, and they will get it hours later, weeks later, months later, or a year later, and that's what would end up happening. I started getting emails, people saying, well, I didn't really understand what you were saying, but now I completely do, and that changed my life. That created the quantum leap. So don't overgive. It's not about being a doormat, but if you feel, if you're giving from the fullness of your heart and it's, it's, it's real and you enjoy fully being present and showing up and being more conscious, don't hide that. All right, Mirabelle, thank you. Okay, thank you. Keep us posted. You're welcome. Keep us posted. Hello and welcome. You're on Awakenings. Hi, Michelle. It's Melissa. How are you? I'm doing great, Marissa. How are you? Yeah, my my song is actually your outro, so thank you for using that. Oh, Marissa, it's you. Oh, great. You know, the person that, Danielle, who um, edited it uh, for us, great editor, and um, she asked me just, I think it was Sunday I saw her, or something, this past week, or Friday, Saturday, whatever it was, Sunday. If I'd ever talked to you, and I said, "Well, I sent her a thank you, but I don't, I didn't hear back." So hopefully, she's heard it. So you have, Marissa. Thank you. I love it. Yes. Anyway, what's your? Yeah. Thank you. Very talented. Um, so, what? Do you have a question? Yes. Um, I work for this particular company right now, and I would really like to move up and go up the ranks within it. 
but I was just wondering if you see any opportunities opening up with that in the near future. Okay. Yeah, the company with the job. Yeah, but slowly. I feel like they're they're kind of they move slowly, whatever that means. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if they're just there, just new, or that it's slow. And here's what I feel. I'm getting more after the after the summer, maybe even after after the fall, probably more the close of the year. But I feel like you could get a raise. There, there's some promotion. There's something coming to you first. So okay. I would hang in there. I do feel there is growth there, but it's slow. It's okay. slow and steady. But once you're there, you're there. I mean, they they tend to keep people there a long time. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's more okay. it's more of a slow, cautious culture. Cool, Marissa. And again, thank you for the outro. We I love it. I love the I love the intro and I love the outro. Both of them still make me cheery. They they just really <laughs> touch my heart. I mean. Yeah, the intro is really great. Can't, yeah, can't thank you enough. All right, sweetie, thank keep you so shining. Much. Take care. You're welcome. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. Oh, hi, Michelle. This I is hear- Donna from California. Hey, Donna, hi. welcome. Hi. How are you? And <laughs> I'm doing great. It's yeah. a great day. Great to be with all of you. It's beautiful out, yeah. Yes. Um, a couple weeks ago, my meditation, I received a message. It's coming soon. It filled me up with a lot of love and gratitude, and mm. and uh, then I heard it again. And um, I know that's my intuition or God or, I don't know, telling me that something good is coming. And I've been asking God, I've been praying to God to meet a fellow, to get married, and also uh, – for more money to come in so I can pay off my credit cards and go traveling and have some fun. And I don't know what's, what's coming in. <laughs> if you can pick okay. up on that. Now here's the one thing, because a lot of us have been getting very soon. A lot of us have been seeing ten ten, which is big changes. And we've been hearing big changes in our meditation or been getting it in reading. Now, very soon to us and very soon to the universe it could be slightly different because spirit works. I, I have found either in a holy instant or the 11th hour, but the 11th hour with orchestrating everything and everyone, everyone's karma, Dharma, you know, timing uh, can be a bit different. So I feel the very soon for many of you, probably 95, 95% of whom I'm speaking to, and that's including you, Donna, is this year. Some of them some of you I'm feeling the May June through the summer, some of you I'm feeling after the summer fall winter. And now the, these kinds of timing things you can see in the chart or perhaps sometimes it's for sure maybe in numerology, but even then there's some adjustments and tweaking. Remember what I've said, the adjustments and tweaking are happening. So some people that you were meant a lot of us are meant to connect with especially when you're looking for your divine counterpart, the divine feminine and divine masculine. The divine masculine is a little bit lagging right now, you know. So, and again, that's, that's not about male or female. It's about embodiment um, of whether of the old paradigm and more of the patriarchal energy. So there's deeper healing. So what I would say for you, Donna, I do feel someone coming in. I do feel these big changes 
And what we're to do when we're preparing for big changes is think about the chariot in the um, tarot. Go deeper in your spiritual practices. You know, connect more to your higher self. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. You know, whatever. Put the pa- do what you need to do to move into more into compassion and openness. So I feel for you there's more friends around you, Donna, probably that June, July time period. And then I feel your bigger changes are August, September on is what I'm hearing, okay? So remember when spirit is saying very soon or big changes, it's usually because there's a domino effect and it's something that we can't see. And and everything, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff just, you know, just, you know, again, like that domino effect just happens. And so the warning is to make adjustments in our personal life. Is it dietary? Is it certain things you've been wanting to do? For sure, for many people, it's been needing to exercise more or be outdoors more or more. I'm doing um, all those things. Okay, well, I'm doing it all too, and it's still taking slow. <laughs> so it's there. <laughs> but, fi- but find where you can do the other adjustments, or when you've done the adjustments, it's like the I Ching says, you know, after you, you know, when fishermen can't fish, they mend nets. And I say, well, when you've mended your nets, and, you know, your nets are all, pr- go have a cappuccino. Go meet a friend. So go where you can to move more into playfulness, mindfulness, connecting with others because that's the last piece that draws in that relationship or relationships more of the soul tribe so i see you're doing it all donna but it's just a little bit further off than the very soon than you're that you're imagining okay okay well summer would be all right fine. But it's, yeah I'll have my weight off there we go yeah. yeah well it starts i feel with you with some new people some new groups around you okay so, I mean, for yeah. all for so many of you, I do feel expect, you know, the summer months, and again, uh, you know, some of it is going to be May. I do see some bigger changes for many people in May. Um, we're coming, this, you know, uh, April was a lot about um, kind of reevaluating. So there are going to be some bigger changes, probably May, June, I would say, with, you know, Jupiter's retrograde and Sag. Uh, you know, so that's that's going to be affecting a lot of people with their beliefs and communication and ideas and faith. And so we're getting a little bit of a, a scrubbing again, a little bit of a redo, you know, right now. So I'm sure Robert's going to be talking about that. So just you're not alone in your waiting. Just know that. All right. Thanks for calling in, Donna. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Big hug. Hello, Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. Hello. Yes, hi, Michelle. Um, my name is Stacy, and I'd just like to know what you see coming up, anything for my love life as well. Okay. I love this. It's so much right. It's so up, and spirit is like, we're, we're, we're pushing it, which is us, the aspect of us, the transcendent aspect. Now I'm getting probably Cancerian time maybe. Let's see. Now, are you in touch with somebody from your past? Shows a past not situation like a relationship. No. Oh, like a, you know. Well, everything's relationship. Uh, everything's relationship. Oh, well, no, I haven't been in touch with you know okay, anybody. Somebody, I haven't been dating. 
Okay, because somebody from your past is coming back around also is what I'm getting. Uh, the other thing you know, I want to say, I just have, well, probably July, maybe June, July. Um, here's the thing, I, and I, I was telling a friend this, so I want to share this with everyone. You know, a lot of times, and again, I'm going to do, I do workshops on this. I'll probably, maybe I'll do it in a show. I'll talk to Sadie about doing the whole show. But just for a little tidbit, so since we're on the love relationship, conscious relationship, romantic consciousness relationship, whatever you want to term it as, when you are praying, meditating, asking, manifesting, a lot of times people say, and I'll, even in the callers, they'll say, show me what's coming up for my love life. Now, mm-hmm. let me just explain something, because everything is, you know, through the subconscious or unconscious, it's very literal. Mm-hmm. Love, when, you, when we say what's coming up for my love life or bring somebody in for my love life, you may get more friends you may feel more love. Okay, so that's great. That's a great start. But everything is love. Everything is love life. So you need to be specific if you're wanting a counterpart, a life mate, a, a health mate, uh, a soulmate that's also a, a, a lover or a husband, a wife, a girlfriend, but whatever. You need to be more specific in exactly what you want to draw in and experience. Somebody, yeah. Somebody I'm interested in. And who's nice, somebody that there's a mutual interest. Okay, but that's not enough. You just want to be interested in them and then interested in you, or do you want someone to be a partner for the for the long haul? Yeah, somewhere where know. it's going to be. Yeah, somewhere where it's going to lead somewhere. Well, you gotta you gotta say that, otherwise you're going to get someone interested in you at the coffee shop, smiling and batting their eyes, and you're going to be having your you know, decaf cappuccino or your chamomile tea doing the same thing, and then you both <laughs> leave and you go, oh, that was a nice, interesting person. <laughs> yeah, like in other words, Listen, Michelle, guys, I, won't, I, I, want, I want the guy to initiate, you know, um, and I'm getting oh, guys that like me, okay. but they're not coming off the right way. What's, and what's that way? In other words, oh, you want to hang out? It's just like no effort. Like there was a guy who lives near me, and um, he says to me, oh, where do you go to pick up food? Are you picking up any food tonight? I got to figure out what what I'm going to pick up. And I'm like, gee, he didn't say let me take you out to eat. You, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing. Well, why? okay, here's the thing, everybody. Okay, two things uh, – don't okay you're trying to write a script this is a very individual thing because we are things are so much changing in regards to relationships especially as we get in more into 2020 and beyond that turning point so sometimes guys need to know that you're interested and again this could be girls need to know whatever but let's just keep it kind of like the generic that's why back in the olden times, what was it, 15th century, 16, 18, you know, they dropped a hanky, you know, on the road or, or they, their <laughs> umbrella or something, right? You got to drop a hint, you know. So, you know, uh, uh, let's get a coffee. Oh, we could get a coffee sometime. Or, yeah, let me know. Or I, or I always get this. It's really good. Okay, but it sounds like. Yeah, I know. I guess. Yeah. You see, that's the problem. I'm not much of the flirt, you know. I. You, well, you understand. Practice. I guess that that's the problem. <laughs> well, and then watch some movies. Get some. Come on. 
you like let's you guys got to get in the playfulness of this you know but you do have to let somebody know you know especially some guys are you know um they need a little something a little eye a little smile you know some do some don't but a lot a lot do you know so stacy that's your homework <laughs> I got to go because we got to get Robert on, but, but just, it doesn't have to be, to me, I, I flirt with men, women, I flirt with Yoshi, my little doggy, I flirt with the trees. To me, flirting is just a lightness and engaging life, and it's an interest, and it's yeah. a, and so maybe it's, it's just connecting with that part of you that can feel a little more you said you want someone that's interested in you well maybe it's about yeah, you that, learning how to be interested yeah, right I, it's funny because like um you know to say oh would you like to go out sometime i and i you know if he would have said something like that that oh where are you going for dinner i said oh um I got dinner, I'm, you know, I have dinner already, you know, because it was like that same night. I'm not picking up anything because I got it earlier, you know, something like that. So I thought he would say, well, um, how about another time or something, you know, or whatever. He well, but he didn't. Um, Maybe he just didn't want to. I think you have to just lighten up on it, you know, or... We've all done this. I'm thinking of a situation, probably my 20s. I, you know, remember somebody asking me something. Had you, did you get something to? Eat? It's funny, and I, and I did have something, but then I said no, and then they said, oh, do you want to get something? I said, yeah. So you know, I think you oh, have I, to walk yeah. up with it and get a little more playful. That's my sense, because maybe he's just chatting. Maybe the next time he'll ask you, it, it, you know, just maybe he's building rapport. I think you need you, to get a little more playful. I think you need to get a little you, more playful because I think, okay, please hear me out. Because I think you're mm-hmm. reading too much into these little meetings. Like I don't even, from that meeting you're telling me about, I wouldn't even accept, accept uh, think that the guy or expect that he's going to ask me out. To me, it just sounds like he wanted to know where you got your food. Maybe I'm being dense, but it just sounds like to me like friendly neighbor t- talk. Where did you go out? Yeah, to that's Where how I took food? it. And I, exactly, I well, don't want to seem. Well, why do you want it to be more? I guess is what I want to know. Well, no, I'm saying that's the last time I met somebody that I thought was kind of cute I was talking to. But, um, you know, I haven't really um, met anybody in, in a while. That's why I asked if okay. I saw somebody. I guess it's summer, spring coming up. So, you know, here's what I'm going to because I know, but see, here's the thing. Our higher self, probably God, spirit, whatever else you want to say, sends us people to open us up. If you're too close, which I'm picking up that you are, there's, you have a lot of shoulds and coulds and can and this way and that way. And I'm not judging you. I'm just being kind of quick because we got to scoot on and I really want to help you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes spirit just sends us somebody that says, oh, you look nice today or it's a nice day. What you need to do is breathe that in and appreciate it and enjoy. Wow, there's cute guys or there's somebody that's kind of cute that I like. And you need to just enjoy and appreciate that moment. That's going to let you appreciate the next moment. Because right now, I don't feel you're ready for someone to say, let's go out. Because I don't know. It's just, you know what I'm saying? 
so we get we we grow or we get what we can handle in increments. So if you got that, then know there's something else coming. There's someone else. It could be this person. Maybe they're just building rapport. Maybe it's 20 times this person talking to you, you bumping into them, and it's the 21st time that something happens. So I feel like you need to kind of look at the positive aspect of it, like, and just connect into the, the universal connection and love of it all. And that's going to help you kind of drop your defenses to draw someone in. Okay? That help? That perfect. Yeah, that perfectly makes sense. Good, good. And watch some rom-coms, some romantic comedies and comedies, and just kind of, you know, I mean, this human life, I mean, there's some deep parts of it and soul connecting and, you know, karma. But there's also just kind of, it's kind of weird how it's humans you know, get all twisted to like each other, you know, and love each other. And, you know, so I I feel like if you kind of see that side, the lightness, but also enjoying the little connections that you're getting, that's going to open you up more like a flower. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds great. (laughs) All right, sweetie, you keep us posted. And just, oh, uh, I will. Enjoy. I will, and have a happy, okay. have a happy Easter. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, I love us human side of us. It's uh, we're amazing starseed light beings, right? Taking on this interesting experience. Okay, so it is time for the second half of the program. Um, if you had questions or comments or you wanted a reading. I will be here next week, all right? So we have with us for our Awakening Dialogue, we have astrologer and metaphysician and author Robert Wilkinson, and he is the author of the world-renowned AquariusPapers.com, Astrology and uh, Metaphysical Blog. He is the author of Saturn, Spiritual Master, Spiritual Teacher, Um, A New Look at Mercury Retrograde, as well as Love, Dad, Ways to Heal Your Grief. So three great books there. You can find out more information by going to AquariusPapers.com. Hello, Robert. Welcome to the program. Hello, people. Good to be here. Hey, good to have you. Good to have you with all this fuzzy energy. well, interestingly, yeah. of course, you know, I always tune in to find out what people are talking about. And it usually, as you know, <laughs> it dovetails into stuff we're going to talk about. Oh, and it, good. See, the thing is, is that on the larger level, let's face it, if we knew what we were doing, if we knew how to attract our ideal, we would already be doing it. So yes. the first thing is, is that True. attraction ultimately works every single time except in two situations. One is if it's not true for you, it doesn't matter how much you affirm, it doesn't matter what you try to do, if it's not true for you, you know, if it's something that would lead mm. your spiritual destiny into a ditch, it's probably not going to happen past a certain point because the lords of karma are never going to allow you to go too far off your path of truth, whether you know it or not. 
The second Mm. time that the law of attraction doesn't work is if we have an inner resistance to the fulfillment of that Mm. affirmation. I mean, whether it's justified or not, I mean, it might be a healthy resistance. It might be an unhealthy resistance. Some of us may be attracted to somebody, but there's part of our inner knowing that knows we better not go there or it's going to be a disaster. And we know that. Mm. Maybe our minds don't know that. But our subconscious mind certainly knows that. That's why it's really good to listen to the inner voice. And if it says, don't go there or do go there, listen to your inner voice. Listen to your inner knowing because that's Mm -hmm. where we get hung up. Our our conscious Mm -hmm. minds are programmed to believe this desire is good, that desire is good, this image is good, that image is good, when in fact it's all nonsense. We've all been sold to put our faith in images outside of our own inner knowing. And so we get attracted mm. to, to people and situations and things. And, you know, we think, oh, well, if I only had that, it would be good. And the thing about it is, one, it's not necessarily going to be that. And two, often because of the way that our own desire mind works and the magnetism works, We want it, we want it, we want it, we want it. And then because we don't get it within a day or a week or a month, our mind gets diverted into different desires. But we Mm, set that thought form into motion. (laughs) So at some point, some version of that person or situation shows up, and we think, well, this is peculiar. I wonder who this is. I wonder why I attracted this at this time. Well, it's because you attracted it from your thought form six months ago not the one you're having right now. See what I mean? So a lot of times right. we, we spend time preparing for what we think we, we want or is good and desirable, but if we don't immediately get it, then we start making preparations for other things, and then we get what we originally ah. wanted, and we, want, we get confused because we don't want this anymore. We want something else. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's why... We have to be very clear about who we are and what's appropriate for us. Mm, So in my own work, people people want to mate, purify yourself, and be open to making friends. Because Mm -hmm. let's face it, Michelle, you know as well as I do, and probably everybody out there listening knows this, that if you go to bed with somebody who's not your friend, don't be surprised if you wake up and they're not your friend. Yeah. See what I mean? Where yeah. we, we really the don't want to so be important, intimate. Right? Pardon? The friendship well, so we... important, I feel, especially as we're getting more. It always has been, but especially more in the Aquarian age, right? People, they need to be, well, need course, to be friends. Aquarius is our sense of our interrelatedness as people who both aspire to a greater vision, a greater good, a greater ideal. Mm-hmm. And so it can't be all of the maybe, what if, and if only, and that sort of drifting, hoping of Pisces. We have to be clearer in our intention of being the water carrier, of being the one who not only drinks of the waters of life, but brings it to every interaction we're in. And then that way, we don't fall into one-sided or exploitive relationships because we're all bringing our heart, our mind, our skills, our, our authentic self to the table 
of this friendship. And it's harder mm-hmm. to make a friend than it is to get a lover. And that's where most people don't understand that their ideal mate is going to be their best friend. They're going to be the mm. person that you're just happy to be around, whether it's looking like this or that or the other thing. And and mm-hmm. that, again, will require a lot of spiritual work on ourselves because you talked about illusions and attachments. You bet. Those are two mm. of the sources of suffering generated by the mind, and this is in every one of us. We all fall into suffering as a result of our attachments, our avoidances, the illusions we fall into, and our mind being pessimistic because the mind never knows. Only the heart knows. And so when we try to figure out, is this our mate? Is this the right job? Should I be happy? This is all just rearranging the deck chairs in our logical mind. But none of those things is going to show us how we can really honestly know if this is a true, good, positive, productive, soulful interaction that's leading us to our soul, that's helping us lead a more soulful existence, that where we just we're not even going into that place of shame or blame or doubt or manipulation because we are fully embracing the potential of the friendship. And that, mm. that's why I believe that, you know, again, Leo externalizes as Aquarius, Aquarius externalizes as Leo. And in astrology, that axis, besides being the friendship, is also the one of the king or queen, the ruling noble. So we really can only be a friend to others in complete rule of our own dominion when we understand we are here to be the embodiment of the divine law as we know it. And because Mm. we are separate from God or from life or from each other, we are inevitably going to resonate with our holographic energy and attract others. Now, some of them are weak spirits, and they're attracted for the wrong reasons. They want to feed off of us. They want to own us. They want to manipulate us. You know, they want to stick us on a pedestal so they can knock the pedestal out from under us. You know, it's okay. Moths get drawn to the flame, but they can never really enter the flame. But when Mm -hmm. we become the living flame of loving wisdom that is our eternal self, then we're not wondering how to attract somebody or whether or not it's going to be this or that or the other thing. Because we are whole unto ourselves as the living light of love and wisdom. We're not looking for love. We are love. And because we Mm. are love, we radiate that out, and we do find those who resonate with that love. Some for all the right reasons. Those are the people that walk up with a great big smile and you don't feel like you have to be on guard. You know, where yeah. you get the, the offer and you realize there's, there's not some weird agenda going on. That it's a genuine mm-hmm. offering from a genuine good spirit to another genuine good spirit. And that's where we have to identify with the higher self. And so you want to attract the right people the right group work, the right friends, the right lovers, the right mate. Work on yourself. Raise yourself to the highest level. Practice that detachment so you don't get hung up in thinking it's supposed to be this or that. 
Work on what mm-hmm. you're not looking at so that you can be fearless and compassionate no matter what you confront. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, if we recoil from our loved one's wound, then we're liable to blow the possibility of a lifelong mate. Because let's face mm-hmm. it, we all bring our baggage. We've all been wounded. And we have to be able to stand clear and loving and kind in the face of the beloved's wounds, just like they have right. to be able to do that with us. Otherwise, you know, look, eagles don't fly with chickens. And that's the truth of it. You know, you want to be an eagle, you want to soar to the heights, don't hang around at the chicken coop. You know, that, that's, chicken coop is for people that want to clock around a lot and, you know, drown in the rain. So I figure if we can work on our attachments, our aversions, our tendency to buy into illusions, usually the stuff we've learned from other people, which are assumptions that may not be true, and also the fact that our mind is inherently pessimistic. We think if we don't get it immediately, then somehow you know, we're being denied or we're not praying in the right way or whatever. And I just figure we're here, again, I put this in the book, we have to learn Saturn's virtues. If we want to be the embodiment of love and wisdom, we have to learn patience. We have to learn maturity. We have to learn self-discipline. We have to learn deferred gratification. You know, and the thing is, is that as we evolve into our spiritual mastery, our spiritual friendship with ourselves and with the world, we will naturally attract people who are evolved spiritually. And again, mm-hmm. this is one of those things when the, somebody asks, how do you know to trust the decision? It comes from inner knowing. And this is found mm-hmm. by the sun Saturn within us. Okay, and that too is in the book about the sun is our center of light, life, and personal authorship. But Saturn is the boundaries of of what we must learn before we can expand into our spiritual fulfillment. Because if we already knew it, we'd be doing it. And and so we yeah. have to learn. We have along to learn it. The we way. have to learn it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just have to learn what's real and what's unreal. Because, again, we learn all these attractions, but some of them are not true for us. They're just not true. Mm-hmm. Whatever we think, you know, we have to examine, is this really going to be fulfilling? I mean, most people think they'd want to be, you know, a TV star or a rock star, but realistically, how many want to do the discipline and get on stage and have to do that all the time? You know, not many. Right. They think it's right. a good thing. But they're really not suited for it temperamentally. And it's the same thing with all of us. We all have a gift. We all have a song to sing. That's what we've been learning. That's going to be the focus of this full moon coming down. Because Uranus has awakened us. We all have our part to sing in the cosmic choir. And what, you know, a lot of this, too, does tell to me about what you were saying, getting to know yourself. Because we can't, if we don't know what we want, we can't know what we want until we know ourselves. Well, right. Um, or what's good for us. I mean, I used to be attracted to a certain type of woman who looked a certain way and thought a certain way and was a certain way. Until I realized that it really was not good for me to continue being attracted to that particular pattern because every single time mm-hmm. it led my life into a ditch. So mm-hmm. I believe that, that it's okay to like what we like. 
and we've talked about this in other shows, the pursuit of pleasure, which leads us to painful experiences, is basically part of the human condition in learning how to fulfill Mm -hmm. life on a normal level. Because we pursue Mm. something until we achieve it, and then we either become bored with it or we're afraid it's going to go. And then when it goes, we get all bent out of shape because we don't know what else is coming. And most people don't know how to sit still and savor the experience that they have had. Because unless we reflect on how we've grown, how will we understand the arc of the narrative of our (laughs) spiritual evolution? The See, reflection, we... self-reflection, so important. Now, Robert, yeah. and yes. between these uh, full moons here, you know, I just have to say, I think it's not any just little coincidence, coincidinky. Um, what are the implications Besides relationship to ourselves, to each other, lots of mirroring. What is, you know, we have the Aries moon. Now we've got, we're sandwiched in between the Libra moon. Kind of like going in the car wash, you know, got the brushes well, on we, either this side. This is a big shift right now. <laughs> this, this is a okay. huge shift because we've just entered a new era. This full moon ushers in a long period of many, many months Mm. of the full moon sun being in the same sign as the previous new moon sun. See, there's two patterns, and I talk about this every full moon on on the Aquarius paper site, that we go through these stretches where we have like a sun in Aries at the new moon, and then we have a sun in Aries moon in Libra at the full moon. However, last year, we had a sun in Aries at the new moon, but we had sun in Taurus, moon in Scorpio at the following full moon. So sometimes the light continues in the same sign. Sometimes the light of the new moon fulfills itself through the light of the following sun. And we just finished. Right now, we're on the edge because the last full moon was at the crucial degree of one Aries Libra. We all emerged about a month ago into a new ideal and into a new archetype. And then we had a new moon in the middle of Aries showing that we are actually tuning in on something, sort of merging the inner and outer nature. That's what I would put it as, that we've, we've now begun a new light, a new life, and a new way of self-referencing rather than other referencing. And, and this is going to last through 2020. Again, this is where I think that we have to take the long view that when it's appropriate to be learning certain things, that's when we do that. Then we have to learn other things. Well, through it all, there's this bigger picture that we're moving into. And that's that Aquarian ideal of non-separateness. Again, the coming age, we are going to know we are unique units of light life within vast waves and fields of light life. We're all going to be learning our interrelatedness and our non-separateness as the age of Aquarius, 
becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. And because, you know, we've been through a lot of of an era, if you will, for about 200 years of these Jupiter-Saturn grand mutations in Earth signs. And we just had one in an air sign in 1980, and it went back to Earth sign in 2000. Well, the one coming up at the end of 2020 is going to be in Aquarius, and it kicks off a long series of Jupiter-Saturn 20-year conjunctions in air signs, which means, in one sense, we really are going to be seeing much more about the greater good for the greater whole, the interrelatedness, the non-separateness, Everything that we thought was sort of able to be manipulated, we're going to have to see that we are all interrelated and part of a greater life field. And that's where mm-hmm. it's something you said earlier about, you know, sort of the beta level ultimate realization on the personal level, I think, is when the personality realizes that the body, feelings, and mind are impermanent. And we can only do that by getting a view outside of the body, feelings, and mind. And so that's where, like, sometimes we, I think we fall into suffering because of what we don't know and because of what we're feeling and because of what we're being denied. But as I like to remind people, never lament your troubles because it just shows the lords of karma think so highly of you that they're helping you mm-hmm. clean up your stuff. So nothing wrong with cleaning up your stuff so that you can greet the beloved and be a living light in the world. And that's the ultimate point Mm -hmm. of being here. It's not just to accumulate a bunch of toys. So we've now entered a new era. And, yes, we are on the threshold right now in April of Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto all going retrograde, which will give us a review of developments related to, to these planets, departments of labor, the last several months. And this is where Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto are all doing this incredible dance. It's a grand compression that's going on now because Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto are all less than 30 degrees apart right now. And so we moved last year from Jupiter and Scorpio, offering us a year of regeneration based in what we accepted and how we matured between 2012 and 2015, back when Saturn was in Scorpio. And then if we couple oh, so that 2015. with... Yeah, Should we Saturn be was in Scorpio was back on? then, and Jupiter opened us to everything we accepted between 2012 mm-hmm. and 2015. And then we had eclipses that have taken away many things in our Cancer Capricorn, Leo Aquarius, and Virgo Pisces sectors in 2016, 2017, 2018. And we had Mars retrograde in Aquarius last summer, which pulled our energy back from a lot of stuff we used to like. Now we're on a new growth track. The other thing that Jupiter's giving Hmm. us this year in Sagittarius, go back to 2018, and that whole year was bookended by Mercury retrograde and direct in Sagittarius with the big theme at 14, the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx, the power of our spiritual ancestry. So we had a lot of being led to our soul and understanding through the power of our spiritual ancestry last year. 
We understood something of our genetic wisdom and our ancestral wisdom. That's what just got kicked into high gear in 2019, thanks to Jupiter, which is going to help us expand tremendously into the opportunities, the grace, the protection, and the futures promised by our spiritual ancestry last year. So anyway, this year... So what is the expansion? What is is the expansion? Because I do feel that it just... Whatever it is for each, okay. Well, yeah, whatever you found of your ancestral wisdom, wherever you have 14 degrees Mm. of Sagittarius in your chart. In my case, it was in my fifth house, and I believe it or not, I actually started thinking about getting back into music for the first time in 35 years. The fifth house, creativity. I've been having a blast with young people, with children and grandchildren this year. That's also the fifth house. You see what I mean? Where I'm I'm into the exercise and into the play, and I even got to kick a soccer ball the other day. That's fifth house. You know, it's like I've never kicked a soccer ball in my life, and I found myself unexpectedly able to kick a soccer ball around. It was really kind of fun in a fifth house Mm -hmm. sort of way. And so maybe my ancestral wisdom has to do with my playfulness and my creativity, especially when it comes to young people. Mm -hmm. Wherever we have Sag, that's where we saw signs and signals of our spiritual wisdom, of of where we are sort of the embodiment of all of the ancestral wisdom that we brought into this life genetically. Plus, of course, every time one of our elders dies, we inherit on the subtle level their wisdom soul energy when they release it from the body it goes out to everyone else related to them, both physically and spiritually, because there is the compression of the spiritual energy held inside of our body. But when the body drops it, then we have that infinite spiritual energy again, some of which is distributed to other people. And, of course, it's not our essence. We take our essence wherever we go. But it's basically whatever is our spiritual wisdom that we held back, that gets released at the point of transition. Anyway, this year we approach a long-term threshold. And as most of you already know, we have a conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn coming, marking the end of a 20-year era and the beginning of another. And it's called a grand mutation. It affects everyone on a global level. It sets certain societal and cultural expansions and limitations into motion for 20 years. And wherever it falls in our chart marks a long-term social focus. So think about it. The last great conjunction took place in May of 2000 at 22 degrees of Taurus. That has been our sort of social focus for the past 20 years. That was our big lesson related to our vision, our truth, and how it relates to the society and the culture around us. And that was the last conjunction in an earth sign for hundreds and hundreds of years to come. I mean, literally. And this is the Uranus in Taurus? Now, this is the Uranus Uranus is now in Taurus. But the last Mm -hmm. Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Taurus was the last one in an earth sign for over 500 Ah. years to come. Okay. Now, we got a sense of this next era of air sign conjunctions between 1980 and 2000 
when it was in Libra, and that era ended in 2000, and the Taurus 20-year era began this final journey through the Earth pulpus. The one mm-hmm. coming in December of 2020 at 1 Aquarius is extremely important because it's the end of the material focus of the Earth signs, and it begins a long era of more intellectual focus, a more interactive focus, and a more idealistic nice. focus on the greatest mm-hmm. good for the greatest number. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who don't know Aquarius, it's communicative, it's interactive, it's fixed, and it's ruled in this world by Saturn. And as Saturn moves through Capricorn and Aquarius 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, it's moving through the two signs that it rules in this world. And we're all learning how to manifest Saturn's virtues and transmute our negative inner Saturn with its fears and its control issues and its deprivation issues. And I point this out in in the book, Saturn, Spiritual Master, Spiritual Friend, that our inner Saturn allows us to persist in bringing forth our most effective responses while overcoming everything which could enslave us. And so we're Mm -hmm. learning more like, because Capricorn is the devil card, and the star is, mm-hmm. is Aquarius. So we're kind of at this point in history, moving from the devil and the half-truths that come from a two-dimensional perception. And we're moving into more of that Aquarian light of understanding that we are here to deliver the waters to others. And so mm-hmm. the coming Aquarian focus is going to be on reforms, larger and more effective ways of making a better future, of breaking away from old lesser control systems, selfishness, small-mindedness. Aquarius gives us visions of the future. And all of us will find ourselves living a greater group contribution by 2021. Wherever this conjunction of one Aquarius falls, that's going to be where we have 20 years of expansion and responsibility and power. So this initiates the next phase of our transitional era, where we see what must be done differently while preserving the structures which still work. The good news, mm. we don't have to wait until next December, because the Aquarian 20-year span is going to be jump-started by Mars conjunct Saturn at 1 Aquarius next March 31st. And that Mm -hmm. begins the energy of the grand mutation sequence in air signs, which will continue through the rest of this century and into the next one. And again, so we're leaving Earth grand mutations of the past two centuries. We're moving into two centuries of air emphasis. I believe the coming eras... You know, the coming this the rest of this century will not be so materialistic. And as an evolutionary necessity, be concerned with reform leading to the highest good of the group soul, meaning humanity. And the good thing too is that the conjunction in Aquarius begins the finish of this winter of the twenty first century from two thousand to twenty twenty five, and it'll bridge the Aquarian energy into the spring of the 21st century that begins at 2025. And it should bring a larger perchance of the interrelatedness of all beings and systems on Earth, 
and awaken the spirit of cooperating in a great vision mm-hmm. or two or even three. And I believe that it is in our group work that we find our friends because mm-hmm. we all have similar goals and aims and we like being around each other and working cooperatively. Now, one important thing going on for all of us, again, I talked about it a little bit, it's the compression of Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in the narrow zone between late Sag and late Capricorn. It kind of puts us at the end of the end before the beginning in 2019. 2019 is totally future-oriented. It is totally preparing us for a new group work, a new group involvement, that in some way it's going to, uh, it's sort of giving us the ability to practice powers and skills that we can only anticipate right now. This is because of Jupiter's stationary degree. That last year, for example, we had to overcome fear and get the rewards because of Saturn. We really have been in the midst of a way long term period of allowing our inspired understanding and teachings to transform our everyday lives. And whatever Mm -hmm. we had to surrender last year spelled a true spiritual victory, and we're going to get huge rewards this year and next for our courage last year. And so all of these cluster is affecting us in some profound ways. It's all compressing towards Saturn conjunct Pluto, Jupiter conjunct Pluto, and Jupiter conjunct Saturn, all happening in 2020. So it's the end of everything we've been focused on since 2000. The past several years have opened doors for all of us based on our spiritual disciplines of the last 10 years. Because, and I hinted on this earlier, what Saturn has structured these past 10 years was radically opened or expanded in some way since August of 2015. And I'll give you a few examples. Wherever we have Virgo in our charts was restructured or matured in some way when Saturn was in Virgo between September 2007 and October 2009, as well as April through July of 2010. Those lessons and disciplines and that sense of responsibility was opened up by Jupiter when it was in Virgo between August of 15 and September of 16. Then, wherever we have Libra in our charts was restructured or matured when Saturn was in Libra between October 2009 and April 2010, and from July 2010 through October 2012. Those disciplines and lessons and whatever, the mastery, was opened up by Jupiter when it was in Libra between September of 16 and October of 17. Where we have Scorpio was restructured or matured when Saturn was in that sign between October of 2012 and December of 2014 and June through September of 2015. Those lessons and disciplines were opened up, expanded, blessed by Jupiter when it was in Scorpio between October of 2017 and November of 2018. Now we're looking at Sag. Wherever we have Sag was restructured or matured when Saturn was in Sag between December of 2014 and June of 2015, and then December 2017, you know, through December 2017. And those lessons and disciplines were opened up by Jupiter's transit of Sag right now, you know, December of 2018 to December of 2019. So whatever we learned 
there in early 2015 and then late 2015 through late 2017. That's what's being liberated, opened up. That's where we're learning to see vision, truth, future, freedom, expansion now. And it means that all that Saturn's been restructuring in its time in Capricorn in that part of our chart, really 2018 through March of 2020, and then again July through December 2020, it's going to be expanded into new opportunities and futures when Jupiter transits Capricorn in 2020. So mostly, if we get with the program now, we're going to get the blessing and the liberation next year. So as you can see, all the lessons and trials of self-discipline the past 10 years have opened truths, futures, and opportunities for those who were able to ride Jupiter's wave, opening Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, and Sag in their charts the past few years. Now, Jupiter, people just think it's Sag. They think it's all open and expansive, but it also brings completion, even as it opens wider life vistas and adventures. So see what you've left behind since August of 2015, because those voids have begun to be filled and will continue to be filled. As far as sort of completing this direct theme, we're going to have Mars activating Gemini through Scorpio sectors of our maps this year as a prelude to 2020 when we have an incredible sequence of conjunctions in March and April of 2020 because we're going to have a Mars conjunct Jupiter at 23 Capricorn, then Mars conjunct Pluto at 25 Capricorn, and then in April next year, Mars conjunct Saturn at 1 Aquarius, as I said, jump-starting. Everything's going to be just take wings beginning December of next year. And then we have Jupiter conjunct Pluto at 25 Capricorn. So everything related to the new 20-year era is going to be set into preliminary structural motion in March and April next year. And then Jupiter retrogrades and conjuncts Pluto again at 25 cap in the summer. And then it conjuncts at a final time, November of 2020, at 23 cap before it then conjuncts Saturn, December 2020. And then that conjunction in Aquarius is followed by all the inner planets conjuncting Saturn and then Jupiter in between early January and early March 2021. So we're not going to have to wait very long before we start having to all participate in a greater vision, a greater group work, a greater sense of how we can cooperate with others in a great building of a great vision. And again, this is where Uranus awakening our part to play in the Cosmic Choir in 2017 and 2018 is all important because we really got to hear where we fit into the bigger picture. We figured out mm. what is our solo to sing, what is our harmony to sing, what is our unison to sing, and when not to sing at all. And this is part of what has individualized all of us. This full moon falls at 30 degrees of Aries and 30 degrees of Libra, thus bringing us from last month's full moon at the first degree of those signs to this full moon at the last degree of those signs. So you might say the last four weeks we have really launched, and now we're in for two weeks of figuring out how do we need to focus. So 
so that we can be happy and effective playing on our duck pond with other ducklings who also are there to play on that pond. And it will externalize through some kind of philosophical fulfillment or completion. Now, that's what I wanted to talk about today. And there's only one other thing I realized I wanted to tell you, and it had to do going back to the beginning (laughs) as far as how to attract a mate. I found that because what has happened once could happen again. It's just as you mature and become older and wiser, your energy field matures, ideally becomes wiser, and we are able to attract or repel more accurately than we might have been when we were driven by unconscious desires and the subconscious mind with all of its lousy seductions. Seductions are are a big drag because they just divert us away from any real feeling. So I would say that to anyone, and this is true whether you want a job, whether you want a new home, whether you want a new partner, whether you want to see made manifest, for example, if you make a list of all of the desirable traits you've ever known in other people who you felt close to. If, if you want your mate to have a sense of humor, put that down on your list. If you want your mate to be hardworking, put that down on your list. But then you also need to make a list of all of the undesirable traits that you don't want because of the law of unintended <laughs> consequences. We, we could say we want a hardworking person, but we really don't want a workaholic who will ignore us. We want somebody who's fun and playful, but we don't want somebody who's uh, playing around at 2 o'clock in the morning if we have to be up at 6 to get to work. So, again, I think a lot of times we have to become really clear about what we want and really clear about what we don't want. And also in that regard, and this, this was something that it kind of struck me when I heard some, some people earlier Stop expecting too much too fast from other people. Again, cultivate the friendship. Yeah, don't put too much lumber on the relationship too quickly. Because too many expectations, too many judgments, too much of a, oh, I want this and I'm not getting it and I want that and this is good but it needs to be better. And all of these these comparative uh, attitudes Remember, if you knew what you wanted, you'd already have it. So therefore, we have to see it as an exercise in striving to figure out who would be perfect for us. Not what we want, but who would be perfect Mm -hmm. for us. Who would bring out our soul qualities and who would we bring soul qualities out of? You know, who are we going to be able to feel at ease with because they're never going to make us feel cheap or, or used or, or put down because friends don't do that to each other. Friends support each other and they care for each other. And, yeah, they bust us when we're too far out of line, but who cares? We can laugh about it. You know, they're, they're not there to one-up us or make us feel bad. They're there to, to be a friend. And that means that they're free to express themselves and we're free to express ourselves. And because all of us now are pretty much of an age that we're not quite as young as we used to be. Again, because everybody brings baggage, I believe that 
all of us need to remember we have a life, we have idiosyncrasies, we have habits. Whoever it is that we might find as a partner, they're going to have their baggage, their history, their idiosyncrasies. We can't afford to let the small stuff get in the way of recognizing true love. And Mm -hmm. that's what a friendship is. It's true love. And it's easier to make a friend, or it's easier to get a lover than it is to make a friend. That's why I always tell Mm -hmm. people, make a friend first. Then, and, and please don't let desire mess up the friendship. Then if you walk down the road and you really like each other's company and you're having a blast and you feel at ease, if there is a natural next step toward a greater intimacy, then if it wouldn't mess up the friendship, go for it. Yeah. But if it would mess up step. the friendship. Right. Well, next yeah. Step. If there is a next step, it happens in steps and in increments. Builds upon itself. Right. Well, that's what I said. Don't, I mean, look, if we just walked into a room of some kind of group that was meeting, we thought, well, we might want to be a part of this, and you see a bunch of people around, you're not going to start laying a bunch of expectations and rules and assumptions and attitudes on people. You're going to be there, and you're going to look, and you're going to listen, and you're going to hear people that you feel closer to that you feel more attracted to, that you feel more of an affinity with. And then you go and and you you try to embrace that. Don't expect them to make all the first moves. you got to be there sometimes. You've got to take the initiative to let them know that you're safe and that you're Mm -hmm. available as a a friend, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're, you're there and that you're not expecting too much of this or that, but that... You're there because you want to be there. And again, the I Ching makes it real clear that any group has to make it so that all who are in that group see that it's in their best interest to be in that group, that they want to be there. Well, that would be the same thing in a marriage or in a lifelong partnership. Why would that person want to be with you? Be the person they would want to be with. You know, and again, that's where I think a lot of the stuff I put in my book, Saturn, Spiritual Master, Spiritual Friend, that can help us navigate our way to autonomy where we're not operating out of need, we're not operating Mm -hmm. out of control, we're not operating out of fear. We can accept that we have to walk our walk, we have certain lessons to learn, we have a certain amount of maturity and wisdom and understanding to aspire toward. Nobody's judging except the ego how well you're doing it. Just, again, if you can't make it better, don't make it worse, and above all else, do no harm to yourself or to another. You know, And again, that's where I think people jump in and they, they maybe trust people with their hearts, and then they find that because that person's not their friend, they're saying and doing things that are hurtful to your heart. And at that point, don't spend another minute letting your heart get hurt. You know, walk on. Because we all have a twin flame somewhere. All of us. And even if we don't find the twin flame in this life, by the numbers of soulmates, the people that help us grow in our soul response and, and who really help us move from conditional love to unconditional love and the strength and courage of our own convictions 
of being a loving, wise, eternal intelligence, having this human experience, then we'd, we don't worry about all of those externals anymore. Because the only thing that matters is that we're being true to our soul and that we're living as soulful a life as is humanly possible, that we are strong in our autonomy, we are clear in our loving, wise intelligence, we know who we are, we are eternals having a human experience, other people are not here to please us, other people are here to be eternals having their human experience. And there's so many people out there who are part of our larger soul group Certainly we should never feel separate or isolated or lonely or frustrated because there is no other time but now. This is the only time there is. Either we're loving or we're not. Either we are in our eternal nature or we are identifying with the body and freaking out or identifying with the feelings and freaking out or identifying with the lower mind and freaking out. Because the personality is a big freak out. There is no stability in the personality because it's all impermanent. So, yeah, if you want to identify with this or that or the other idea or feeling response or whatever, then you're bound to be frustrated because those are impermanent. What you like today and fulfill today, you're going to be bored with tomorrow once its potential is fulfilled. And that's why, because life is pure potential, we are the fool of the tarot. We are eternally stepping off the precipice into the future. We are eternally learning. We are eternally questing. We are eternally venturing forth as unique sparks of light life in a great field of that. And we're never separate for a moment. We're, we're never alone for a moment. We're surrounded by love and light as a fish by water. Most of us just forget that and we start feeling poorly because we learn to feel poorly and you know and then we you know, with the mind being self-fulfilling prophecies you know we get into these loops these feedback loops of well because it's always been this way it's always going to be that way even if it wasn't really that way and it doesn't have to be that way you know we start identifying with the suffering more than we identify with the eternal self and that's the moment when we can say no nope, i'm going to just detach from this I'm going to look at it squarely. I'm not into giving the illusion any power at all. And I have the supreme power to turn my mind from negativity and pessimism and division into positivity and the will to good. Your good will. The ability to work to a greater good in this moment and to stop suffering. We have that mm -hmm. power, but we have to cultivate it. Yes. It's all in the cultivation, that's for sure, the persistent focus. Robert, this has been great. People have been buzzing in the chat. This is always your, your insight and information is uh, always so appreciated. It's always so helpful. And I love what you shared today. Thank you so much. I mean, it's really given, I think, a good blueprint for people to where to look at in their chart. Um, and, of course, if, if people want to connect with you, in regards uh, to getting their chart done or more, more insights into their own individual path, uh, they can go to AquariusPapers.com, right, and email you there, contact you there, right? Yeah, I've got contact me link right underneath my picture. Um, 
you can usually figure out how to order the books and stuff. I would just think I'm that we really stand at a really great point in history because it is the end of the end before the beginning. And if we can really mm-hmm. ride the wave of anticipating the powers to come, mm-hmm. the powers to be made manifest, which is the power to be that loving, wise intelligence standing aside from all the worldly fluxes, and just be the love we are. Again, mm-hmm. don't look for it. Don't seek it. Be it. I've found mm-hmm. that the more Love loving that. I can be, the more I find loving people attracted to me. I find myself in loving situations. And I'm also very, very clear when I'm in a situation where I shouldn't be or with a person who doesn't understand. And that's okay, too, because once upon a time, there was I. And either we can help and we can teach and we can model or we can't. We can't get into a struggle with anybody else because they get their ride. You know, they get to take their ticket and do their thing, and they get to go through suffering until they come back into the light and and the love. So... I, I would just say, you know, step outside of your fears, people, and just be the love you seek, and you will find the love you are. Mm. Well put. Perfect ending. Thank you, Robert, for being with us again on Awakenings with Michelle Mache. It's always oh, such a great time with you, and uh, also we learn a lot. So thanks for being here. Thanks for taking sure. the time. Sure. Mahalo. Mahalo. All right, everyone, that was Robert Wilkinson, astrologer, metaphysician, and author of Saturn, spiritual master, spiritual teacher, as well as a new look at Mercury Retrograde. You can find his books at AquariusPapers.com, as well as on Amazon and other um, online book outlets. Great to connect with all of you, always. Um, if you're interested in the teleworkshop, um, really telework, tele-session, um, that's I'm facilitating this Saturday. You can find out more information by going to awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or soulplayground.life. There's a link and information in the events and happenings, um, also Eventbrite as well. As always, until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?